Hello again. Thought I'd make a, blog, a podcast for you. So today's blog was called, Do You Really Know Jesus? As part of the ministry that I joined last year, I was handed the task of making videos of Bible lessons for children, since we are not having actual in-person classes. When I first heard about this job, I was not excited because I am not very creative and I assumed that the videos were going to have to be, you know, like the quality that you would see from a professional uh, video creator, like on YouTube or from a church or something like that. I was very fearful and worried that mine would look terrible, but God was working in me to trust him more. So I submitted to the task, even though I was very terrified. And I also found out that uh, the other ladies were nervous about it, and that made me feel a little better. (laughs) And um, I also found out that they weren't, their expectations of these videos were, were way lower than the ones I had in my mind. Um, They weren't expecting you know, a green screen and music and dancing and all kinds of stuff that you would see in a professional video. So we met together at a friend's house and I was still extremely nervous. And when I got in front of the camera and they said, you know, action, I was so nervous that I could barely talk. And I just said, you know, stop. And we had to start over. So we started over and I I was able to get through it. But, you know, I felt like I was about to faint the whole time. I was sweating. I forgot things that I wanted to say. And I just felt pretty silly. But thankfully, the other ladies were very encouraging and patient. And they said, oh, you did great. But to me, it wasn't nearly as good as I wanted it to be. But my wise uh, director told me, you know, don't don't worry about it. That's, you know, God's going to use it. So anyway, over time, um, I've had to make several more videos. And the last time we did it, I actually enjoyed it. And so I guess you could say that I'm learning some new skills during the time of the COVID Uh, But even more interesting to me is that preparing for these videos has been so educational for me. Um, Even though these videos are supposed to be for children up to age seven, anywhere from babies to age seven or eight, um, which you would think that they would be pretty simple, They gave me, uh, they chose the lessons for me, and I don't know who chose them, but I feel like they gave me the really hard ones. (laughs) So um, these lessons have forced me to think, pray, and wrestle with the scriptures quite a bit. And, And it's usually been like right before I actually made the video that suddenly I understood something even new, you know, that I didn't even understand, you know, right before I started.
So I just love how God is like constantly teaching me. And even though I have been reading the Bible all my life, it's still coming alive to me. So today I would like to share a lesson that I learned when I was getting preparing for this next video that I have to make tomorrow. And maybe this will be helpful to someone. Our story today is on the road to Emmaus. Now this story is fairly well known since it is from the book of Luke and that is a very common book for Christians to read even if they don't read any other book in the Bible. A lot of people do read the book of Luke because it's all about Jesus. Um, but this story, I don't really remember um, studying this much when I was growing up. Now I know that in the Methodist church, um, it seems to be a big deal and maybe in some other churches, but in the Baptist church, I don't really recall learning about this. Um, it's funny because now I go to the Methodist church, but basically I'm kind of non-denominational. Anyway, let me read you what the Bible says. That same day, two of Jesus's followers were going to a town named Emmaus. It is about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking about everything that had happened. While they were discussing these things, Jesus himself came near and began walking with them. They were not allowed to recognize Jesus. Then he said, what are these things you are talking about while you walk? The two followers stopped. Their faces were very sad. The one named Cleopas answered, you must be the only one in Jerusalem who does not know what just happened there. Jesus said to them, what are you talking about? The men said, it is about Jesus of Nazareth. He was a prophet from God to all the people. He said and did many wonderful things. Our leaders and the leading priests gave him up to be judged and killed. They nailed him to a cross. But we were hoping that he would free the Jews. It is now the third day since this happened. And today, some women among us told us some amazing things. Early this morning, they went to the tomb, but they did not find his body there. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels. The angel said that Jesus was alive. So some of our group went to the tomb too. They found it just as the women said, but they did not see Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, you are foolish and slow to realize what is true. You should believe everything the prophet said. They said that the Christ must suffer these things before he enters his glory. Then Jesus began to explain everything that had been written about himself in the scriptures. He started with Moses, and then he talked about what all the prophets had said about him. They came near the town of Emmaus, and Jesus acted as if he did not plan to stop there. But they begged him, stay with us. It is late. It is almost night. So he went in to stay with them. Jesus sat down with them and took some bread. He gave thanks for the food and divided it. Then he gave it to them, and then they were allowed to recognize Jesus. But when they saw who he was, he disappeared. They said to each other, when Jesus talked to us on the road, it felt like a fire burning in us. It was exciting when he explained the true meaning of the scriptures. So the two followers got up at once and went back to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven apostles and others gathered. They were saying, the Lord really has risen from death. He showed himself to Simon. Then the two followers told what had happened on the road. 
they talked about how they recognized Jesus when he divided the bread. Okay, that was the International Children's Bible. Um, it's a little uh, easier to read, but it is very similar to all other translations. Now, at first glance, this story seems fairly straightforward. Two sad and disappointed men are out walking. Jesus comes along and talks to them about himself. They have dinner and then they recognize him. But if you look closer, it should cause you to ask several questions. Why didn't the disciples recognize Jesus? That was my first question. Why were they sad, even though the women told them Jesus was alive? Why did Jesus go with them? Why did Jesus stay and eat with them? Why did they finally recognize him? How can I apply this truth to my own life? Well, I take my job of teaching children very seriously, and I want to teach them the truth and nothing but the truth when it comes to the Bible. So I felt a little nervous about getting this lesson wrong. I did a lot of research. I watched videos. I prayed. I prayed some more. But I think I finally understand it. But even if I'm wrong, I know God will reveal it to me. Here are the answers to the questions. So question one was, why didn't the disciples recognize Jesus? Well, the Bible says simply that they were kept from recognizing him. It does not say why or how. We don't know if he physically looked different after he was resurrected or if he purposely disguised himself. Um, others of, the, of his followers did not recognize him either after he came out of the tomb. Uh, Mary thought he was a gardener. Um, and later um, on the beach, the, the men were fishing and they thought he was a ghost. Jesus had to reveal himself to them and then they knew who he was. In this case, the men did not recognize Jesus because they did not really know him. And because they didn't really know who he was, they had the wrong expectations. They were expecting him to save them from the Romans and become a, their earthly king. And because their expectations were wrong, even when new information was presented that Jesus was not dead, they did not believe it. Therefore, even when Jesus was right there, they could not see him. So why did Jesus go with them? Jesus had mercy on them and showed them grace, even though they lacked faith. Nothing is a coincidence in this life. God knows all, and Jesus knew what these men were talking about and why they were sad. He knew they were still blind to the truth about him. Here I will be careful because I do not want to put words in God's mouth. I don't want I don't know why Jesus did it this way. I only know that he did it. He went to them and gave them another chance to see the truth. He actually called them fools for not believing the prophets, and they did not get angry and tell him to go away. They wanted to understand. So then he told them how the scriptures foretold that Jesus was going to die and rise again, that it was all part of the prophecies about him. They listened eagerly. Jesus wanted to make sure they had the right information. Why did Jesus come and stay with them? Jesus waited for the men to invite him to come stay with them. After Jesus was 
sure that they had the correct information, he acted like he was going to keep going down the road, but they begged him to stay with them. So he did. And number five, Jesus revealed himself to them in the breaking of the bread. This passage is a little vague, and the meaning is much debated among theologians. I am not a theologian. To me, it means that this was the moment that God gave them the faith they needed to understand and believe all that Jesus had taught them. He gave them the bread, they took it, and immediately their eyes were opened and they knew it was Jesus. This was a supernatural moment. This takes us back to the Last Supper when Jesus was with his disciples just a few days earlier, and he told them that the bread was his body and the wine was his blood. And every time they ate bread and wine, they were to remember him. And also, Jesus taught the people, I am the bread that comes from heaven. These men were part of the group that had been following Jesus. There are many other examples of Jesus using food, bread, and eating to teach about himself and believing in him. He said that his food was to do his father's will. He fed the 5,000 with a few loaves and fishes, and he himself was called the living manna from heaven. They were so excited to share what had happened that they went all the way back to Jerusalem that night. This was about a seven-mile walk in the dark. They must have felt that this information was too important to wait until morning. How can we apply that sense of urgency to share the good news with people in our own lives? What about you? Do you really know Jesus? Do you understand who he is? If you do, you will feel excited and eager to make sure others know that Jesus is alive and he is our Savior. Jesus is not just a prophet who did many signs and wonders and healings and taught people how to live in harmony with each other. He is not just a good man or wise teacher, though he was those things. He is also equal in authority with God. He has been given the authority to judge the world on Judgment Day. He is seated at the right hand of God now. All things were created by him and through him. He is the Word, the Son of God, the Son of Man, the Messiah, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Even if you don't agree with all of my explanations about this passage of scripture, I hope you will see that Jesus made the first move in this situation. He went to them. He taught them. He responded to their request to stay with him. And when he handed them the bread, they took it. If you don't know Christ as your Savior, this is your chance. Go to him. Let him teach you. Ask Jesus to teach you about him. Ask, knock, seek, believe, trust, follow, These are not passive verbs. They are actions. Jesus offers mercy, grace, and forgiveness to those who love him. In order to love him, you need to know him. Will you seek him today? I pray that you will. Thank you for listening, and God bless you. And happy Easter.